for the victory lap though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I stress overcome. What for? Train in the trees, please. What my sycamore? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the initial, the first. The jump off yes. of the digital gumbo podcast. I'm your yes. host, Nookie Bishop Jr. A little bit about this podcast. I'll just uh, be bringing my friends in, talking about current events with um, some cultural references and sort of a, a, a urban spin on uh, what's happening as far as uh, current events and world news uh, is taking place. A little bit about myself, Nookie Bishop Jr., Buffalo, New York native, born and raised, a transplant here in Washington, D.C. And uh, a little bit of media background. So uh, for this creative outlet, I'm uh, definitely uh, appreciative. Maybe I'll learn a little bit about myself. Maybe I'll learn a little bit about the world and maybe learn even a little bit about you. But enough about me. With me today, uh, my friends are going to go by aliases. So today I have a good friend of mine. We're going to call him Idris Elbow Jr. Yes, the, <laughs> Idris the, Elbow. The, the one and only Idris Elbow with a little bit of ash <laughs> on the elbow. You know, <laughs> Idris Elbow. So, man, listen, uh, the, the hottest topic uh, that's going out right now, we're going to talk about this, is this coronavirus. Oh, man, the coronavirus. Wow. Let's get into it, man. Before you read that off right, you said coronavirus? Coronavirus, yeah. Corona, like, like the beer. Like the beer, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. That's already got some marks against it right yeah, there. Yeah, like, like they need to stop. Like Zika sounds like Zima. It's just like, <laughs> why y'all need to stop making these viruses sound like beverages. It's it's like when you name a, a new pill. Like, you <laughs> you got to come up with a name. They just kind of chose beer. See, okay, this, and those people get paid. There actually was a 60 Minutes piece, and they're like, there's this naming committee. That's what they do. They name the new pills. Which Wait, Wait, sound so, like, so you actually got a committee to come up with the yeah, names? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, they, I always um, thought it was just like one lazy person in there in the back that just kind of came up with it. But it's a whole committee. It's a whole committee. And half those names, somebody black is on that committee because <laughs> half those new drugs sound like black people you may or may not have grown up with. <laughs> oh, oh, Ozempic. What the hell? Oh, uh, Ozel and Olympics. Ozempic. That's, that's my cousin. That, that. <laughs> Got a cousin named Ozempia. <laughs> All right, so read it off. Like, what's the, what's the Wikipedia story on, like, corona? So this is the official kind of rundown yeah. on what the coronavirus is. And if I'm not mistaken, it started where? Was it in China? China. China. Yeah, yeah. It was in China. Coronaviruses are a group of viruses that cause diseases in animals, including humans and birds. In humans, the viruses cause... Respiratory infections, which are typically mild, but may rarely be fatal. In cows and pigs, they may cause diarrhea, while in chickens, mm. it can cause an upper respiratory disease. There are no vaccines yet or antiviral drugs that are approved for prevention of treatment. And there's a picture of coronavirus, which so looks like coconuts cut in half with spores i don't wow. think you want to breathe and inhale that shit but like how, how do you tell if like a pig has like diarrhea like don't they always have diarrhea like I, that's that's I am, crazy that farm science and I in, am not, any uh, any virus that gives you like pig diarrhea is like it's a danger to human humankind and they need all the animals for food consumption they can get over there in china because they have 1.3 billion people so that's a lot literally 
two out of every five people in the world is either Chinese or Indian. Wow. No wonder they're trying to get the hell up out of there and get over here. I would too. Yeah, if you got pig diarrhea floating around, like if you get, catch that, like I, I wouldn't want that. I mean, you know, ain't half the specials that you go to for uh, at the Chinese uh, restaurant, which I don't go to any inner city Chinese food restaurant whatsoever. What? But wait, wait, the- I, wait! I love inner city Chinese restaurants, and here's why: right, all inner city Chinese restaurants sell black food point, this is true point blank I, it's like you. ribs fried chicken like whatever you want so i think it's, it's like it's a cross so I, I always go to to the chinese spot in the hood or what they want us to believe is ribs or fried chicken oh. so i'd rather go with that fake shit whatever they have at um, pf chang's I, like I know it's not authentic. Okay, so here's um so this is how I understand it to be the um, genesis of Chinese restaurants in America. Okay, so um generally started I think on the West Coast, right? And so um, Chinese immigrants they wouldn't give them no other job, so they you know started their restaurants. So the deal is is that they try to give them uh, try to sell authentic Chinese food. And the American palate at that time in the early 1900s was not ready for it. Yep. Like they thought Americans it was nasty. Don't like Just, yeah. So, um, original food. So, um, what they started to do was take little bits of meat and little bits of vegetables, like shit that might be floating around in a pot. And then they put some sauce on it and shit. And they started chop suey. And Americans fucking love that. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, we're we trying to give you the real, real. America's and then a melting you turn pot. your nose up at it, but we give you shit, and you love this shit. I mean, it's the melting pot. That's America. This is like so they people kept making more and more chop suey in the whole nine yards, and then you know they would um, bring their people over, set them up, and then the restaurants just spread all around the country, and then there you have it. So, I mean, well, I'm telling you, like, so you talked about the restaurant spreading, but like this coronavirus is spreading too, bro. This just is like Chinese restaurant. But you can you imagine the coronavirus in the hood though? Uh, that, I would, that, uh, that wouldn't be pretty at all. So first of all, we gotta talk about like okay, so TSA, right? So their job is to protect you, right? So I don't know what arm of the government checks you when you come off this plane for this coronavirus, but they look at the they look at the um the log the flight register, and they see who's coming in from China. So I heard this morning that somebody was on a Southwest plane. They checked them when they came off the plane, and they had the coronavirus. Like, that's, like that's, how, does, how does that conversation go? Like, you're I, a deboarding. I don't, I don't like, believe that. I don't believe they checked anybody on a Southwest flight. <laughs> well, I, hey, so. I found it hard to believe, too. But they, I guess they had, I guess, uh, San Francisco's one of the airports, Houston, New York. Uh, LA and I forget what the fifth airport is but essentially if you're coming from China or you've been known to go to China like how does that work you're deboarding me like uh sir sir you uh, come over here they check you in the back and then they ask you questions like do you have a respiratory virus or have you had diarrhea lately like hey that's some personal shit yeah. I don't know who you are so why am I telling you my personal business now you might be asthmatic and breathe funky ass air uh, for three yeah. hours you're on when plane. you got on the plane yeah. you didn't have no respiratory uh, uh, complications and then you get off the plane like 
Mm, I am weasel. Oh shit! I mean, yep. they might, they might, you know, you might be screened for coronavirus and not even have coronavirus. But you know what worries me though is like one of the things they use is like the temperature, like gun, right? Like they point this kind of gun at you at your forehead, and it's supposed to read your temperature. And I guess it's to kind of tell if you have a fever or not. But it's like that can't be accurate, right? It, you know, it, can't it can't be like when you get HVAC done at your house and they put that gun up at the thing. Like, oh, it's blowing air, and the air is seventy-eight point seven. No, it's not because it's in the corner where a draft is, so it could be higher, could be lower. So that's one. So uh, every day there's like a new city. Be like New York, we have one. It was a case uh, here in the Washington area. They wait, wait, had they had a case here in yeah, the Washington yeah, area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I guess the coronavirus. Coronavirus. Wow. So the deal is, is that okay? This is crazy. They're running out of masks and gloves in China because, A, you don't want to breathe that shit in, and, B, you don't want to touch nobody that's got the coronavirus. I mean, I don't know how communicable it is. Like, if you have a respiratory illness, do you cough out, and then somebody gets those spores in them? I mean, this is like the start of a fucking Stephen King novel. This yeah, is but they, crazy. They, they said the original person who had the virus that came over to the U.S., had been in contact with 16 people, oh, with 16 shit. people. And so they, they kind of put this graphic up of like 16 kind of anonymous shadows. They come with those graphics <laughs> so, so like, quick. So, yeah, but it didn't have any faces on it. So it just like, it created even more panic. It's like, who who, who is one of those shadows? Like that could be your neighbor. That, could, a, that, could, be, that could be your coworker. Subject You X. don't know. Um, so um, they're running out of masks. They're running out of gloves. So 3M... Um, they're rushing, like they doing like triple overtime shifts to get as many masks and gloves as they can over here. Then Friday, the stock market dropped off 200 points. Like any company that's doing business in China, it was not a good day for your stock. Wow. And then, uh, oh, so you know that this was coming, right? So the coronavirus is the first shoe and the second shoe to drop was, and now pharmaceutical companies are racing to have a vaccine for the coronavirus and should have one within mm. 90 days but this is like outbreak you're like you know like those scary movies and like the monkey and the monkey breaks out from the lab and yeah. then they and then this, they get this, this sounds disease. really bad for for the population but really good for like 3m and, and drug companies that, um, that seems a little suspect there i don't believe so there's 1.3 1.4 million people in china so um somebody was asking me they're like how come all these things start in china like i said one out of every two out of every five people in the world is either Chinese or Indian. So it's like you could cough on the east coast of China at 5 a.m. And by the time the sun goes down, theoretically, the virus could be over there. So they locking down cities that have like 30 million but, people. But, but in check it. this out, though. Check this out. Right. Like you read about the coronavirus first. Right. And you said it was in animals like pigs, other things. But you also started out by saying it was in birds. Right, so birds can transmit it. Birds can fly; they fly from one place bird to the poop next. Bird poop on your car, everywhere. And you touch so the like, door handle where the bird yeah. poop, and then you shake somebody's hand. That shit is dangerous, bro. Yeah. So even though you checking people on a plane that's like flying, like what about the birds and how they kind of move from place to place and migrate? So that's that's going to be kind of hard to kind of contain. I, I'm I'm uh, I, I feel for the Chinese people. Like uh, this is now the year of the rat. Uh, the year the rat in the Chinese uh, zodiac uh, every year uh, lunar year is represented by an animal. So uh, actually, I'm 
pleased that it's the year of the rat if you believe in that type of thing and i kind of do a little bit um it's supposed to be a year of prosperity and i read this it's like um the rat also means like childbirth because rats like get it on and reproduce uh, uh, very yep. quickly so it's supposed to be like a year of abundance but that's fucked up like it's supposed to be like chinese new year like if they cancel juneteenth or something like that right so um chinese new year and um, you know they t- all the dragons and um, all the firecrackers and shit. They had to like cancel them like here in the U.S. and over in China because they don't want people to get together. It's like again outbreak. It's like one person and they cough and then it spreads all around. It's like that. That's what's on the rundown here. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast again with uh, Nookie Bishop Jr. I'm here with uh, a good friend of mine uh, going by the alias today of. Idris Elbow, and uh, we're just talking about uh, things that are, you know, hot and uh, what's going on in the street and just current events with a, an urban view. Okay, I've been working like three jobs. Probably why I never see ya. Probably why I never have time for the fake friends I won't be ya. Oh God, I've been running now. Up early when the sun is out. Not setting out my own soul, but those real ones, they coming now. Oh look, who's reaching now? Old friends want to feature now. All right, so uh, this next thing we're going to get into, man, is this doomsday clock. Uh, this past week, it was set just 100 seconds before the metaphorical and shit i hope not uh real annihilation of planet earth and all mankind so this um doomsday clock started back in 1947 and it's kept by these uh sort of nuclear atomic scientists i hate to use this type of metaphor but so they keep track of the doomsday clock so this is the likelihood that like humanity would just like Cease to exist. Correct, correct. So it's set to 100 seconds, and um, this, this is absolutely crazy. I guess uh, what's going on in North Korea with the threat of uh, nuclear arms and then this arms race between the United States and Russia sort of kicked it off, man. But we are metaphorically 100 seconds, 1 minute and 40 seconds until annihilation. How do you feel Wait, about a, that? 100 seconds to annihil- annihilation? 100 seconds to annihilation. Like, so when no things happen, they move it up a second. When good things happen, they move it back a second. But we are closer than we have ever been to the destruction of planet Earth and all humanity. Where does that you know make that, you feel? Like, you know one of the things like that feels about right right now. So like that's the crazy part about it, right? It's like you feel like it's something impending, like kind of coming down on us. And so like for me, it's like, well, shoot, it ain't nothing else to lose. <laughs> like what? Like what do you do? So like having having something like that, I don't know if it's a good idea, cause that 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 puts you in a mindset of like, oh, this thing about to go out. I might as well go ahead and like <laughs> do some stuff. I, I've been I've been putting off. You know, I wonder if uh, it's people that walk around with not just a regular uh, clock or watch, but they got watch. Hmm, it is a hundred seconds to annihilation. Well, I better get my four hundred one k and all that other shit together. Like that's <laughs> nobody just crazy, thinks like man. that. Nobody thinks like that. And it's like, well, I guess when you think about it, like right, we're all on a clock at some point. You know, individually, like we're on a clock. So you kind of think about that. Then I can see why you would set something up for all of humanity, though. But like, like my thing is like who's who's monitoring that? Like who who makes the adjustments? Man, it's this uh commission of like uh uh I've got I don't have their official name, but I can uh, take a look. But essentially there's these uh nuclear scientists and um they started the clock in 1947. And, um, you know, based upon world events, they uh, go ahead and set it up. The doomsday clock is a symbol that represents a likelihood of a man-made global catastrophe maintained since 1947 by the members of the Bulletin 
of the Atomic Scientists. Oh boy. Wait, what what did initials be of that? That's like, that sounds like some bullshit. B A S and you can just take the A out take the A out and they write the bulletin of atomic scientists. Uh the clock is a metaphor for threats uh to humanity from the unchecked scientific and mechanical advances. The clock represents a hypothetical global catastrophe at midnight and the bulletin's opinion on how close the world is to global catastrophe as a number of minutes to midnight wait 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 so it's is the number of minutes to midnight is predicting of like what's the farthest it's ever been away from like midnight i think it's been i think like when it started it may have been like 17 minutes away from midnight 17 minutes away so the farthest so, we've been away from destruction as a human civilization is like 17 minutes correct Man, that then, says a lot about humanity and then 47 so that's after the atomic bomb was dropped and it's just like Bro, like, wow. so, you know, like, you know, in football, like, we're, and we're here at the two-minute warning. You should have gave me <laughs> the two-minute warning oh God, yeah. 20 seconds ago. We Before inside, you, we got one, four, we, look, wow. we got, we we got one minute seconds. and 40 seconds. We on the wow. two-yard line, and we got to score this touchdown no, no two and a two-point conversion to avoid the uh, humanity. So who you going to take, John Elway, Pat Mahomes, or what you going to do? You ain't got no timeouts. Ain't no wow, timeouts. Wait, wait, None. wait, wait. You know what? I just found out. That 17 minutes is right, but that was in like 1991. That was the farthest. Like mm. it was like I think in 47 it was like 10, 7, 7 to 10 minutes. Okay. And the okay. farthest is 1991, 17 minutes. Now when you think about what was happening in 1991, I think it was the golden era of hip hop. Golden era hip hop. So economy I, was good. Economy was good. So I, I bet that was the farthest away humanity was from destruction. And you got Wu Tang Clan forming <laughs> that's crazy that's that's that that's I, I think that's connected man man that's crazy so we are a hundred minutes away from a hundred seconds away from um death and destruction that's something for y'all to uh think about and uh, again you listen to the digital uh, gumbo podcast after the break we'll be talking about emotional support animals on airplanes oh we'll be sharing Lord. our thoughts on that so stay tuned you're listening to the digital gumbo podcast with nookie bishop jr that's myself and, and my i'm today. idris elbow tell them yep we'll be right back Sometimes I'm at the peak and other times I'm about to fall Sometimes I gotta wonder what I'm doing here at all Sometimes in my mind I just sit here and I'm guessing How can I find the answers? I don't even got the questions Sometimes I'm at the peak and other times I'm about to fall Sometimes I gotta wonder what I'm doing here at all Sometimes in my mind I just sit here and I'm guessing Alright, welcome back to the Digital Gumbo Podcast Again, I'm uh, your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. And with me in studio today, my main How man How y'all Tom. doing, fellas? I am... Idris Elbow, how you doing, listeners? <laughs> What's going on, y'all? So the next thing I want to talk about is um, some restrictions, finally, that um, the FAA and uh, other agencies are got, uh, about to put, uh, hopefully, on these, uh, quote-unquote, emotional support animals. So um, there has been an expansion of uh, emotional support animals. Wait, these these the animals that they bring on planes and, and take around with them? These are the animals that these people bring on planes. And if you've ever been on like a larger plane, um, it looks like fucking Noah's Ark when they parading these animals down the aisle. I have it's no I have no problem. So here's so so here's the prejudice or the eye or based upon the experiences that I've had that to me signifies what an emotional support animal is. So when I was growing up Essentially, and there are handicaps that are visible, and then there are invisible or 
handicaps or physical challenges that we can't see, right? Okay, so a person may have like, um, you know, like a visual impairment and the dog guides them historically based upon me as my own history. You see that they have a dog, the dog guides them all good. Okay, then it started with the little dogs, these teacup dogs that these fucking people bring, and they hold them in their arm on the plane. Okay, but, but some people have, like you said, that hidden disability that you you're not sure like what it is and you can't see it. But that, like that's you that know, is correct. I, I, I I'm I'm trying to be patient with that. Okay, then um, it's the dogs on cages that you put underneath your seat. Okay, that's where we got into, and then the shit just got off the chains. Okay, so here's here's. Here's a small list of animals that could be considered emotional support animals. Okay, snake. Bad idea. Wait, wait, Did wait. these fucking people see snakes on a plane? Wait, I, <laughs> how can a snake be an emotional support? You might be animal. a devil worshiper or something like that, and the personification of Satan, Beelzebub, Lucifer is in that snake, and it's your emotional support animal. So you bring that on. But then, like most, but most snakes, you can't, you can't have them out in the open, right? Like I, I can see a, a like even the dogs, right? Like they have to be in the little, the little whatever they're in. But like a snake, like so, what, are you, what are you gonna put a snake in? So you Your remember, bag? you remember the old school WWF wrestler Jake the Snake Roberts, and he used yeah. to have that bag. Yeah. Maybe you put the snake in the bag, and I don't know, you put that in the overhead compartment, or do you let a flight attendant handle that? I don't know. So a snake can be considered a emotional support animal. Yeah, but then you have to, like, even if you put it in, like, a glass, like, aquarium, a terrarium, right? Like, you got to carry this big glass thing around. If you don't do that, the only other option is, like, a bag, because you can't. You can't put a snake on a leash. What so. is the fucking genesis of how you would approach your doctor to say, you know what, I'm flying to Albuquerque or insert any city, and I want to take my snake with me. Can you give me a note that says that I could fly with this snake? And then your doctor will have one or two responses. A, you crazy as hell, no. Or B, sure, no problem. Okay, so that's one. So rabbits can also be considered emotional support animals. I guess they would be caged. Yeah. I guess you would put it under well, your seat. Like see, here's, here's my thing about rabbits. I, I agree. They would make a great emotional support animal. You can kind of hold them. They're cuddly. You can kind of stroke their fur. But you know what? I've had rabbits before. I grew up with rabbits. Rabbits shit a lot. A lot everywhere. So, like, I, that, that's the problem. And you talking about whether you're in a cage or a bag, like, they dropping these, like, round pellets everywhere. Okay, so here's my take on that. Rabbits shit. Shit stinks. So in 17B, you got the rabbit, which should stay in the cage and should not be petted at any point during the damn flight. But in 16A, you got Jake the Snake Roberts. That snake, which they have an acuity wow. and can smell shit. Wow. And the rabbit. Rabbit. And they all find together. a hole in the corner of the bag, and all that air is mixing, so it's gonna—they're gonna—they're gonna sense it. The snake has it's in an a closed environment because they don't want the snake to shit on the wow. flight. The snake comes and then eats the rabbit. Wow! Slithers underneath. Nobody's paying attention. You sleep on your flight, and then your snake is gone. So wait, wait, I that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. I wonder what happens like emotionally. <laughs> When that happens, well, if, somebody if, got if a well-fed snake. He's your emotional support rabbit. Like what? Like somebody what got a well-fed <laughs> emotional support animal, 
and somebody is emotional support animal less. Okay, <laughs> so that's just a hypothetical. I'm just saying, and that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Like I bought my rabbit on. You know, and wait, the snake wait. Ate you know, the I'm rabbit. thinking about this. Like you, you, it's like if you ever enter a relationship, as and you have emotional support animals, you got to figure out like who you compatible with by the type of animal that uh, you got, uh, uh, right? Like an emotional support snake person that has that. And emotional support rabbit. They can't. They can't date. Uh, yeah, it no, work. I would never. Like animals belong in the zoo and the wild. That's just my take. Okay, so um, cats. We're just gonna. I'm. I'm not a cat person. Like cats. Cats I, hurt. Hurt people emotions. Like you. There's no such thing as an emotional support cat. That is impossible. Cats. Cats hate people. People be you know, flying can with you these damn a, cats. A cat being an emotional support animal. Like this, like you ain't nothing. Cats don't give a shit about <laughs> you. Like, Cats don't care nothing about. You'll be more depressed with a cat. All they care about is food and water and get the fuck out of my way. Okay, <laughs> but this is the one. Um, this is the one that fucking kills me. Um, peacocks. Wait, 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 and wait. Pheasants. Wait, like you said, the peacock, the kind that has like the feathers that like spread out. That's like a bird, a flightless bird. Peacocks peacock. and pheasants are considered. Emotional support animals. So, so here's the deal, right? So you get on first class, right? Okay, no problem. And then, like, you're in the first boarding group. Then you see, excuse the expression, this motherfucker coming down the aisle with a goddamn with peacock, a peacock or or a pheasant. So they have a wide plume. I mean, they got the fucking wingspan of a new bowl. And when I'm not, you know, like um, Jack Hanna or nothing like that, but if they get uh, freaked out, they like their plume comes out and shit. So the person wow. with the snake then got on. The snake smells the pheasant. <laughs> the pheasant freaks the fuck out, and then the rabbit's like, the rabbit's ah, ah. it's like, and they coming down the aisle. Like, what do you do with a pheasant? It's like, do you buy an extra ticket for a pheasant? If the plume comes out, do you like? Do my you my like, thing is like, if you can bring all that on a plane, but you can't bring that little bottle of alcohol. What if I? What if I need like an emotional three ounces support? or less? Emotional support like Jack Daniels. There you go. Like, like my, little, my emotional support <laughs> animal is Jack Daniels. That's where I draw the line. So if you want to have your emotional support dog, that's cool. Uh, if you want to sit in the front in the whole nine yards, but parading but the you, shit down. But the you know, I, I think the end of it will be like because you can register your emotional support animal. This is a whole debate about what animals you can register. You know, we should just register like a tiger. <laughs> As an emotional support animal. I, I think that it's that like, would be the end of the rules. And they're trying to restrict it just to dogs. Like, these flight attendants are saying, we don't get paid enough for this. And, um, oh, these people fly with these emotional support pigs. What in the wow. hell? We just talked about the <laughs> yeah. coronavirus, yeah. right? So the, the pig, pig is diarrhea. And you don't know where that and pig came from. Wait, wait. Are you t you telling me the coronavirus started with an emotional support I pig? No, I'm not saying that at that all. Is... I'm just saying it could be a Chinese pig. That you don't know about, and then like the if a pig shits animals. on a plane, who Wait, cleans I, that up? I think you're on to something. This connection between the coronavirus and emotional support animals. The wow, air, airplanes make the world smaller. So wow. you know you got a, a pig that shits on a plane. That pig shit stinks. Who cleans that up? Do you even have effective chemicals to deal with the clean of that? Then um, where do you throw that pig shit rag out? Like mm. there's you know what I'm saying, and you got to smell pig shit. For three and a half, four hours, five hours or more on a tri transcontinental flight, that's crazy. So, again, they're trying to change the rules. The flight attendants are just fed up at this point. 
um, as far as these emotional support animals are concerned. I'm cool with dogs, but cats and pigs and pheasants and peacocks. The only peacock I know is on the NBC network. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom. Listeners, you heard it first here on Digital Gumbo. There may be a link between emotional support animals and the coronavirus. Snakes and rabbits. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, you listen to the Digital Gumbo podcast. We'll be back in a hot second. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. And joining me uh, today is uh, my main man. Introduce yourself, bro. Yes, I'm your co-host, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you joining us, man. So we're going to get into some lighthearted news, but it is a a little bit sad. Uh, The Planners Corporation uh, killed off Mr. Peanut this week. They killed Mr. Peanut? They killed Mr. Peanut. He was 104, uh, 1916 to 2020. Rest in peace, Mr. Peanut. And um, so essentially they put out a commercial. Uh, Wesley Snipes, ironically, was in the commercial. Wait, Wesley uh, Snipes is still alive? Wesley Snipes is still alive. He was uh, in the movie um, uh, Dolomite is My Name uh, most recently. But um, yes, he was in the commercial. And essentially the Peanut Mobile was riding with three, including Mr. Peanut and Wesley Snipes and another gentleman. They go over a ravine and um, they're holding on to a limb. And Mr. Peanut lets go. He falls on the top of the Mr. Peanut Mobile. sacrificed himself. He sacrificed for Wesley Snipes. For Wesley Snipes, passing yeah, fifty-seven. Always bet on black. Um, Mr. Peanut is down for the coach. And then the uh, Nutmobile exploded. And uh, wait, Mr. did you say Nutmobile? The Nutmobile, yeah, it's like a so big the Nutmobile peanut. went over the cliff. Yeah, it's like I always confuse the Nutmobile and that Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. You ever seen the Oscar Mayer yeah, Wiener Mobile? Yeah, they hand out them damn hot dog whistles and shit and try to get you to eat them tainted meats, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, so Mr. Peanut uh, died, and um, you know the the tributes came in, and uh, it was absolutely uh, hilarious, man. But um, as a South Carolina native, tell me about your relationship with peanuts. You introduced me to boiled peanuts a couple years ago, so yes, take it away, so, man. So for for listeners who don't know, I grew up in the South, so I grew up in uh, South Carolina, and I grew up on a long dirt road, and everything like Southern, like I love, and one of the things I really love are boiled peanuts. So like, if you have not had boiled peanuts. They're this wonderful, like, you know, warm, salty, just delicacy from the South. So, like, Mr. Peanut holds a special place in our heart in the South. So I'm I'm torn up to hear that Mr. Peanut passed away. So, you know, we're going to have to do a, a tribute to Mr. Peanut. I'm thinking, like, a black eulogy, like a black funeral for well, Mr. Peanut. Like, you know, could you imagine how they would go? Who, who would show up? At a black funeral for Mr. Peanut. Shit, anybody that you invite, they just might be trying to get some free snacks. He's so, just like everybody. <laughs> so, um, so my dad's from South Carolina. We uh, talked about uh, this previously, uh, Idris, and um, that's uh, one of the origins, uh, unfortunately, of uh, Africans coming to this country. So, um, that's where the original boiled peanuts started. Africa. Yes, yes, yeah. boiled peanuts uh, have its uh, roots uh, from Africa. So here's uh, here's the deal. Uh, the the comments uh, on the death of Mr. Peanut online were absolutely hysterical. So uh, Mr. Peanut in the commercial falls off the limb, dies. Uh, he uh, hits the peanut mobile, and then the peanut mobile explodes. So one comment was like, "So did Mr. Peanut actually die 
busting a nut that was what? that was absolutely hilarious what? i that think it's hilarious it's like if, he, if the peanut mobile exploded is that mr did mr peanut die busting oh a nut? my god they but, was going but what they're gonna do now is for the super bowl there's supposed to be a funeral you mentioned the eulogy. oh it's yeah gonna be a funeral it's gonna be a funeral in the super bowl for mr peanut so i'm just like if mr peanut is 104 years old a who's coming who's gonna be in Who's going to attend the funeral for Mr. Peanut? And B, here's a deep question for you. Is Uncle Rich Pennybags from Monopoly. Oh, that's his boy. Mr. Peanut's real daddy. What? Okay, ready? No Here we way. go. Here we go. Mind Mr. Blown. Peanut. Mr. Peanut. Monocle. Top hat. Kane. Wow. Uncle, Uncle Pennybags. Monocle. Wow. Top hat, Kane. You know, I'm thinking like, would, would Mister, was money bags from Monopoly? But Monopoly. But then you had, uh, what's the one from Annie? The rich, the rich white Daddy dude. Warbucks. Daddy Warbucks. Would Daddy Warbucks like show up at a Mister Peanut funeral? Okay, so like, here, here's who, all. Here's who would show up at a Mister uh, Peanut funeral. Let's see, Bill Gates, uh, <laughs> Jeff, Be Jeff Bezos. Wait, wait, Jeff Bezos. Wait, that is Mister Peanut. Are they the he, same person? I never seen them both at the same time. <laughs> never. Um, Warren Buffett. Wow. Um, but you know, <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm thinking, like, if, if you made it, it was a black funeral, though. It'd be like Mr. Peanut, like, passing away. It would be like, like, how, like, how, how would that look? Like, who would show up? Like, you know, you might, you might have like a, a mistress show up at the black Mr. Peanut funeral. Like, who, who would be the mistress? The, like, the minister would be like, and in the front row, we'd like <laughs> to thank uh, the great great granddaughter. Halle Berry, Halle producer Berry. Eric said, Halle, Halle Berry. Berry. The minister be like, and in the front row, we'd like to welcome the great-great-granddaughter of George Washington Carver, <laughs> who did so many things with the peanut. Oh, We're so God, that's wrong. glad and happy to have him there. That is wrong. We also have Brother Jeff, <laughs> who is in the front row. We'd like to thank Jeff for coming all the way out and, today and from no, Georgia. We'd like, and we'd like to thank our special friend, Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> Mrs. Butterworth and Aunt Jemima. Thank you so much for showing. Peter Pan. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Peter Pan is in the front row. Thank you for coming out for our brother, Peanut. No, no, no. I got this. Wait, Eric, I need some church music. I need some black, <laughs> down-home, southern-like church organ music. Right? You'd be like... Yes, <laughs> brothers and sisters, I'm the Reverend Aegis Elmo, and we come here today, brothers and sisters, to celebrate the life of a well-known dignitary, Mr. Peanut, <laughs> and you had the great creator who reached down low and grabbed his nut <laughs> and put it in his bosom. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> he also be like, he be like, and in the front row, uh, yes. we'd like to welcome. Mm. You're not the former president. Yeah. You're always the president. Yes. A Peanuts friend. Yes. Mr. Jimmy Carter, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> Give it yes. up. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, welcome, brother. Welcome. Unbelievable. So, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, who attends uh, 
<laughs> tense. <laughs> and that's all thing. Like like Mr. T, right? He's not T. He said my first name is Mister. It's like he took a ordin ordinary common peanut. Yep. You put a top hat on that motherfucker and a cane <laughs> and a monocle, which are three items of sophistication. Yep. His name is Mister Peanut. So rest in peace, uh, Mr. Rest Peanut. It's gonna be interesting to see uh, what's gonna happen with this funeral, man. But uh, yeah, rest in peace, Mr. Peanut. Hey, you're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. We'll be back after this. I take my time, flex like whoa. I take my time, jets, let's go. I take my time, flex like whoa. Tell him bye, though. I'm on the scene, Billy Jean had to let him know. Put my demons in that cage, then I let him go. Mama told me just to chill, but it's still still. When that ill will got me turning into kill bill. Got taking shots, but you All right, welcome back to the digital like gumbo podcast. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. Joined by my main man today. Introduce yourself, brother. Yes, I'm your co-host, Idris Elbow. Thank you all. Hey, this uh, podcast is just about uh, current events uh, with our own spin on it. And um, this one has to be filed under people have too much fucking time on their hands. So these scientists actually uh, unearthed this 3,000-year-old mummy. And hear me out. Based upon their uh, otolaryngological, is that a word? Otolaryngological? What, what is that? So like uh, ear, nose, and throat. Okay. So they essentially looked at the throat area of this 3,000-year-old mummy, looked at the, the larynx area, the neck, and then they looked uh, with a scan at All the right, voice box. I'm wondering box. why. I'm wondering exactly. why. Exactly. It's like, hmm, water and flint. Gentrification. Oh, we got to get that mummy voice. Yeah, yeah, we need that mummy voice. We need that mummy voice. <laughs> Out of all things you can study, it's a mummy's voice. So they took this 3,000-year-old mummy, like, what did this mummy sound like? And they came up with the sound. I'm going to play this. Wait, wait, you actually have the sound? I have. I, listen, wait, we so, spare no expense here on the Digital Gumbo Podcast. So this is based on how the throat of the mummy was designed. So it's and, not and, the throat of the mummy. It's an otolaryngological. Aaron... Otolaryngological. What? I don't need otolaryngological. There it is. Ear, nose, throat scan and assessment of said mummy to see what the prayer caller. So, uh, so this mummy had to be at least thousands of years old. Three thousand right? years old. Three thousand years old. 3, so, I, I want to hear what this mummy has to say. Like, what great wisdom from beyond is this mummy bringing they took the resources together and recreated the mummy sound and this is what the mummy would sound like wait what wait 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 that's the entire recording that is what they use based upon as i said sir the otolaryngological Scan Study. of the neck, throat, and voice box to produce that sound. They did oh, my it. God. They worked hard on that. Don't you dare. Don't you dare minimize and be. Do, uh, do you know uh, how much time and money probably went into that? This, the, this what, what was the sound again? Can you can you reproduce that sound? I, should, I, can, your... I don't even have to go to video to do that. I can mimic many sounds. <laughs> Here is what the mummy sound like. <clears throat> eh. 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 So that sounds now, like one or two things wait, to so me. So they probably spent millions of dollars to come but, back with this. Again, sir. Clean water and flint. Wow. Gentrification and homelessness. Mummy voice. This, so, this is what you decide so to spend money on. They have on. checked the box on number three. So one, it sounds like the start of the damn uh, purge. <laughs> eh, 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 
It also sounds like, remember those dolls with those scary blinky eyes? Like you set it oh, down. Oh, yes. And the eyes were closed, and then you sit them up, and the eyes were open. Those are the scary. I don't. I, wait, like, wait, I wait. I watch a lot of episodes of The Twilight Zone. I don't fuck with dolls. Wait, you know what? It's like, so what if it's, this is like, you know how like Tupac said, don't bring me back? As a hologram. Prince said that thing. Like, don't bring me back as a hologram. They brought Tupac back as a hologram. Like, what if, like, they could just put stuff in your mouth from beyond the grave, right? Like, what? I'm pretty sure that mummy don't want that to be his last word. No, no, sir, no. That sounded like a cat. His <laughs> his voice sounded like this. Pay attention. Okay. That's Either way, either way, I don't want that to be my last words that people remember me by. I'm going to be buried with a copy of this episode of this podcast on like a stick, like a memory stick, so that they're not trying to unearth me. Your own words. That's scary as hell. But here's the deal, right? This is one of the biggest, this is a great scam. Like, they unearthed a three thousand year old mummy. First and foremost, have they not seen these fucking movies where yeah. like the mummies come back the to life, the mummy returns, or these, yeah, whatever, and like, like with a curse usually. And then like, oh, you want to come back and create the mummies like that, and you get attacked in the night. Now I would not be surprised if in a couple of weeks the the scientists who were who unearthed a three thousand year old mummy died of mysterious illnesses last week. Like that, recently they unearthed the mummy and created the sound of the mummy, which sounded a little something like this. And 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 you know, I, I, go ahead. You know, I, I, what if like this is connected to the coronavirus? <laughs> <laughs> like what if what if like they opened this mummy's like tomb and it was like it, it released the coronavirus. It you might know, be connected. They look here this is how this is how black people and people of my ilk operate. When someone is dead, they stay there. <laughs> at the funeral procession at the at the at the cemetery, you can either choose the coffin to stay up or you can just see it be lowered. And then you throw the shovel of dirt on and some roses, and that's a wrap. That's that's fucking it. Now, unless there's some mysterious circumstances about the death, the death is not, you know the people is not exhumed by your friends. That's like <laughs> left up to the scientific yep. and mortuary science community. Okay, so there's that. Um, but yeah, his, we his, not we not, like like what like what gives? Who the fuck opens a coffin? You you know what I think this is. I think that mummy is actually Mr. Peanut. <laughs> you are sick, man. You are Just sick. think about it. That's you never heard Mr. Peanut talk. I'm 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 gonna leave it on this. I'm waiting for the mummy voice remix to come out. You know how we oh, are. Oh, the internet. Yeah. Like it's gonna be like a loop beat. Uh, 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 you listen to the Digital Combo podcast. Hilarity will ensue. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Underrated, underrated. We the underdogs, underestimated. Yeah. Underrated, underrated. We the underdogs, underestimated. We the ones. Out of the darkness, I rose up. Golden my soul is a gold rush. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the 
Digital Gumbo Podcast. Brother, introduce yourself. Yes, I'm your co-host, Idris Elbow, the broke Idris. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. So um, we want to talk now about um, a woman on trial in Utah for something that billions of women do every day around the world. Wow. What's that? In her own house, okay. came home after a day of work, took her bra off. Yeah, that's Maybe. a ritual. Taking it's a, a ritual. Yeah. Women I, taking hey, a bra off at the I, end of the day, that's I a ritual. totally understand that. Free the boobies. Um, she may have been momentarily topless in front of her stepchildren. And under some type of Utah law uh, prohibiting toplessness, I guess that even includes in front of your own stepchildren Wait. in your house, she is on trial for indecency. Wait, 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 wait. With, with her own stepchildren? With her own stepchildren. So wow. here, this is, a, this is a legit case. So my two points, and then I'll have you talk about these. One, who the fuck reported this to the police? Like, <laughs> I, I like, <laughs> I like to report some titties. Nine, nine one one. I like to report like, some titties. Wait, did uh, the stepchildren report it? Like, what? Like, excuse I know she me, didn't excuse call me. Herself. Like, what? What? What titties did you see? Uh, I like to report some titties. Step uh, my stepmom took her bra off, who, and who I saw her titties it? for 8.7 nanoseconds. You need to uh, have the police wow. come over here and investigate. Wow. But two, who, who reported it? Exactly. Okay. Who reports this? Then two, this is Utah, and judge not lest ye be judged. But this is a state where you'll be hard-pressed to find an alcoholic beverage, and you could have multiple wives but wow. yet still they going uh but your about wives a just woman. can't show their boobies exactly they can't show in their own house what's your thoughts on that bro man so so first of all like you said like who reported this like how, how do you even find this out and even if you go beyond that like who reported it like why is that a crime right like if, we, if you and i took our shirts off right now in the studio Nobody would have a problem with it. Well, some people might have a problem with it because, like, I, I think I actually have A cups now. I don't know. But, like, nobody would have a problem with it. No problem. So you had this woman in the confines of her own home. Her own house. Topless. And she gets charged with a crime. That's just, that's, that's that's just crazy. Unbelievable, man. I, I can't believe that. And this is an actual trial. She could go to jail for this. I mean, this is this is just absolutely ridiculous. It's like... This women do this millions, billions of times a day. The other thing is that um, now you let them go ahead and convict this woman. Every they gonna have brawless and topless as people well as they encircling should. that damn court in Utah. And y'all only got so many pairs of them fucking plastic handcuffs. You gonna you gonna you gonna cuff all of them? You can't get yeah, all it's, of them. It's, it's no way. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna you be know, like a. You know, I have a personal story related to this. Okay. So like, I was I was a teenager, and I grew up in the South. I told you guys I grew up in South Carolina, and South Carolina is hot in the summer. I'm talking about it's blazing hot, and um, we didn't have air conditioning. We didn't have air conditioning in our home, and um, and so my mom would sometimes go um, topless. She would have a bra on, but like she would take her shirt off. Like it's it's like hot, it's hot in this hell. house. Yeah. And was here. And that was that was her home. And that's and that's how she did it. And I had my friends. Now imagine I'm a teenager and I had my friends come over to the house. And my mom was like, I ain't putting on no shirt. It's too hot to put on a shirt. Diggy, so she was she, was she was there like in her bra. 
Like, you know, and uh, and, and she didn't have any problem with it. I was mortified. I was mortified. But, you know, she like that was her right. That was her right as a woman. Right. Like I can take my shirt off and it, it, it didn't bother her. Like, you know, my friends always like joke like your mom is in a two piece for real right now. But my mom didn't care. And she got that right. And yeah. I think that this woman has a right to be in her home and be topless. Man, I, I wish they would. If they convict her and it's a lady, it's a female judge on the case. So it's like, come on, you ain't got no sympathy. So, I mean, we're going to see how this plays out, man. But it's it's absolutely uh, ridiculous um, that a person's on trial. Again, uh, if those are my stepkids, I just have to kick them the hell out. I'll be like, well, you ratted me out. You called the police on I, me. I wish I would have called the, the police out. on my mom. I mean, what would happen uh, if I called the police on my mom? We're <laughs> sitting in her own house with her bra on. on but no shirt on? This is this is what's, I don't think I'll be here today. This is what's hot in the streets in Utah. They're investigating bra taking off crimes, which is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I think that Playtex and any other foundation garment, Victoria's Secret, should come to you her know, fucking that defense That would be fund. an amazing campaign. Absolutely. Amazing campaign. So, you know what? They can go ahead and convict her, and um, she's going to get paid one way or the other. It's like, come on, uh, marketing executives. Y'all need to be on this Victoria's Secret or Frederick's of Hollywood. It's Frederick of Hollywood. Frederick's of Hollywood, <laughs> low-key, was they, like- they, they, that was like low grade por yeah, pornography. They, they need to come I don't up know brand. how, man. That, this would be a nice. This would be a nice come up for them. I don't know how. When I was younger, we got on the Fredericks of Hollywood list, <laughs> but that. Well, you, that got the, you got the magazines, the little like, yeah, catalogs. Yeah, that yeah. Came to the like it started out with like the Sears catalog when you were like, eight or nine. Like that's like low key porn. It's like titties and bras and panties. Oh, them panties is nice. You wasn't. You go to the toy section. You look at the drawers. Then Victoria's Secret came and they just blitz mail everybody. I haven't seen so much of that uh, as much. And then uh, yeah, I I got upgraded to Fredericks of Hollywood. So um, you call it Fredericks is, of Hollywood an upgrade. Fredericks of Hollywood is an upgrade over Victoria's Secret. Fredericks of Hollywood had had shit for strippers they, and they hookers. had costumes it was they actually costumes, costumes. Right. oh and don't let it like valentine like this time of year now oh my god you get flooded with it like right after christmas but before valentine's day it's like put your honey in something nice blah 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 and they have just like the most scandalous just skankiest <laughs> underwear on the cover it's like of course you want to you know go through the pages and see what else is in there and you, you know there it is so well, you've heard it first here on digital gumbo that we're in favor of the boobies. Like women should have the right to go shirtless or topless or wear a bra. What, whatever it is, women have the right to do that. We shouldn't be dictating what they wear, when they wear, how they wear it. Ladies, our hands is off the boobies. If you at home right now and you just came home from a hard day at work, take your motherfucking bra off. Free the tatas. Do what you got to do. Let them shits breathe. And go and have your nice glass of wine, Prosecco, or what have you. This is the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm Nookie Bishop Jr. We'll be back right after this. What's up? What's up? From Alpha to Omega, VHS to Beta, PlayStation to Sega, my skill is still greater. The sickest thing since BD, wicked like VG. Live my life crooked like the left finger on ET. Please believe me, this beat a really Well, that's all we got uh, for this week. We thank y'all so much for uh, sitting here with us and listening to us. For more about the show, you can uh, check us out online on IG at Digital Gumbo. And uh, we'd be interested to see what uh, your thoughts are as uh, this uh, podcast goes viral. You can uh, write to us on email at Digital Gumbo, D-I-G-I-T-A-L-G-U-M-B-O at gmail.com. Again, Digital Gumbo at gmail.com.
All right, and we want to give uh, a shout-out to producer Eric. Thanks so much uh, for helping us out, brother. Definitely appreciate it. And again, uh, I am your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. I'm your co-host, Idris Elbow, the broke Idris. Until next time, this is the Digital Gumbo Podcast. We love y'all. Stay safe and peace. Wild out in the lot. Well, that's hearsay. I'm just trying to do my thing, shine like a star. Skills in the place, better. You know who we are. Come like that's Nate. You know Kate now. I already said my name. I just say the rhyme. Take it to the